Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. For Friday, September 30th, I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about a crisis of confidence in an entire nation. The UK might go down in history as a case study on how not to handle a period of economic turmoil. I'm not one to dive into the political fray and point fingers of politicians, but this one was so egregious that it needs to serve as a cautionary tale to investors about what can happen when ignorant people are put in positions of power. That power can be put to enormous good when aimed in the right direction. Equally, that power can truly mess things up when a politician or a public official does the wrong thing. Well, last week, the new British Prime Minister announced a Ronald Reagan-style series of tax cuts. The package of tax cuts, paired with subsidies for households and businesses to cope with the surge in energy prices, was aimed at boosting the British economy that's been under pressure since Brexit. Britain's exit from the European Union has hampered trade with the country's largest trading partner, that is mainland Europe, and immigration restrictions have choked off access to fairly inexpensive European labor. That has worsened the labor shortage on a scale not seen in the rest of Europe. The British economy is virtually on its knees, and somehow a cut in taxes is supposed to bring back the growth and fill the government's revenue coffers with the benefits of that economic expansion. At the same time, the UK has come out of the pandemic, where there's been massive money printing to try and stabilize the economy during the pandemic. The money printing caused elevated inflation, just like in the United States, just like in Canada and many other parts of the world. The Bank of England recently has raised interest rates with the hopes of taming inflation by reducing demand. Higher interest rates should theoretically reduce demand for some parts of the economy that are interest rate sensitive, but of course won't do anything for parts of the economy that are not. According to the International Monetary Fund, the UK is expected to have the second worst economic performance of all the developed nations. Only country worse is going to be Russia. But that's not the problem. The problem is that the global funds seem to be all flowing to the US in a flight to safety. And there's no safety to be found in stocks or bonds, maybe even real estate where prices seem poised to fall as interest rates rise. So where's the money flowing? It's flowing into US treasuries. The British pound fell to a record low on news of the proposed tax cuts. There's only one way for the British government to make up the revenue shortfall. That'll be deficit spending which means they'll need to print more money to fund the revenue shortfall. So by announcing the tax cuts, the British government signaled to the world they were going to further devalue the pound. The markets responded accordingly and pushed the pound to near parity with the US dollar. The fall in the pound is the result of a supply-demand imbalance. There's far more demand for US dollars and an excess supply of British pounds. When that happens, the price of dollars increases and the price of pounds decreases. That's how it works. So the British government announced they were going to combat this problem by, guess what, by printing more British pounds. Strictly speaking, the Bank of England is going to buy bonds and put those bonds on the bank's balance sheet. But how does printing more money solve a problem with too much money in the system? I'm probably not the only one having trouble understanding this one. No country in human history has ever made their currency more valuable by printing money. Maybe they think that by printing money to buy their own debt, that'll solve the problem. Now, in the short term, they can magically make some of that money disappear by buying up assets and hiding them on the central bank's balance sheet. That might work for a few hours or maybe a day or two. They could also choose to spend their foreign exchange reserves to prop up their currency. That will also calm down the market, but only again for a few hours, at most a few days. The government 
also committed to spending money they don't have to cover the energy bills for ordinary citizens who can't afford the 80% increase in electricity prices that have been scheduled to take effect this coming weekend. It's as if the left hand and the right hand don't know what the other one's doing. In fact, it's worse than that. It's kind of like being in a rowboat where the rower on one side is pulling and the one on the other side is pushing, and the boat is going completely in circles. The more the boat turns in circles, the faster and faster the rower keep rowing. This is absolute insanity. The central bank said Thursday the government's 60 billion pounds energy subsidy over the next six months would likely reduce peak annual inflation to 11% from 13% later this year, but that it could add to inflationary pressure in the medium term. So here you have the Bank of England and the Treasury working against each other, one rowing in the opposite direction from the other. So you're thinking, okay, so the pound is falling, big deal, who cares? Well, here's why you care. If the idea was to fight inflation and boost the economy, then you don't want the economy with a trade deficit to experience more expensive imports as a result of a falling currency. But even more dire than that was the near freeze of lending markets in the UK. This week, 935 mortgage products were pulled from the market on Tuesday this past week. That's according to a money comparison site called Money Facts. Hundreds of residential mortgage deal offers in the UK have been pulled off the shelf after the market chaos sparked concerns about the base rates rising as high as 6% next year. This represents a credit freeze that might last maybe only a few days until things stabilize, or it could last longer. We don't know. But the number one thing an economy needs to avoid is a credit freeze. All of this was avoidable, and it was the result of elected officials and the central bank working across purposes to one another. If this type of thing can happen in the conservative, stodgy British Parliament that has a global tradition of being fiscally well-managed, it can happen anywhere. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.